Well, good morning, everyone. It seems a little solemn this morning. I don't know if it was because of the tech game last night, but <clears throat> I don't know if y'all watched that, but those guys did real good, so uh, just proud of those guys. I guess they put Lubbock uh, on the map, so that's pretty cool. So uh, let's go to prayer for and ask for God's presence. <clears throat> Holy Father, we thank you for the blessing of today, for this morning, for our gathering. God, we ask your presence. We pray through, the, through Jesus Christ, the, just the manifestation of the Holy Spirit this morning, that our minds, our hearts, our souls will be open to your word this morning. So we welcome you, we love you, and we praise your name, Jesus. I pray this in your mighty name. Amen. So, this morning's message, um, it's, I don't know, it's probably, I would say, one of the most important messages that I think I've ever heard, and I think it's a very important message for, for men. I got to listen to Brady Boyd uh, back in my Trinity days, I went to a TFAC conference and he he preached this message for the pastors. And I think it's a very, very important message and it's called uh, A Fair Proof. Now, I don't think it matters if you're single uh, to listen to this message because um, one day you might be married. Uh, I hope you will be. But uh, you could also find yourself in, in this trap. So this message is truly for, for everyone. And uh, I want to start with uh, Proverbs 24, 3 through 4. It says, By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. He talked about knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. That is what builds a house. If we talked about knowledge, what is that? Well, to me, that's uh, an awareness, a state of knowing, you know, being educated about something. If we look at wisdom, wisdom is that applied knowledge over a period of time. And then the understanding is the enlightenment. It's that awe moment when it finally hits you the word saying that that is what builds a house that is what builds a marriage that's what makes a family now in this proverb you do not see the word love anywhere you do not see the word love now the bible does teach us to love our bride uh, sacrificially but however that does not build a house why it's because love is an emotion I have to be honest, guys, sometimes I just don't love my wife. <laughs> you know, we get you get on each other's nerves. And if we try to build a house on love, that is not that is not it. It's on wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And that's why I think this message is so important because we need we need some of this stuff to be a fair proof. We need to we need, we need knowledge, we need this wisdom, we need understanding 
to avoid the traps of falling into an affair. Now, part of my testimony was when I was going through the divorce uh, back in 99, I had no one to speak to. I was too embarrassed to talk to my family. And my coworker, who was female, I just, I just poured out to her, and she was married. But what happened was, because we were sharing these deep, tragic times, you know, just pouring my heart out to her, all of a sudden, some feelings for each other started happening. So I believe this is why this message speaks to me so much, because I've walked down the steps pretty far. I'm grateful that nothing physical ever happened, but it came close. And it breaks my heart every time I think about it, because every when I go back to the office to do some business and you see her, you know, I always think, golly, I, I almost busted that family up. So I believe this is why this message speaks to me, and I hope it speaks to you in the same way. Now, I have a little story before I begin going through these 12 steps to an affair. And I remember that my, my daughter, she was probably 13, 14 at the time, and she went to the uh, pantry to get something. And when she reached for it, a jar of pickles, I believe, fell, and it busted the whole jar. And there, I mean, pickles and pickle juice went everywhere. And she turned around, looked at us, and said, I didn't do it. Now, she was the only one in there, but her argument was she reached for that something. That something hit something which moved the jar of pickles. So she was free. <laughs> she did not drop those pickles. This other jar did. So I couldn't convince her. But I feel like a lot of times this is us as men, we do that. We don't, we'll try to blame our issues on something else. So I want us to keep in mind as we go through these steps that a lot of times it's it's our own fault. I like that saying, when, when you find yourself in a hole, put the shovel down. So here we go, 12 steps to an affair. The very first step says this, it's something that makes you lean away from your marriage. In other words, something happens between you and your wife. There's a little wedge. Maybe you had a little argument. Maybe you uh, didn't have, you had a disagreement, can't agree on something. All of a sudden, you find yourself leaning away a little bit. Guys, we're, that's probably all of us. First step. The second step is awareness of another person. All of a sudden, maybe this lady at work, uh, you know, while 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 you're going through this little tiff with with your with your wife, you know, uh, this certain someone might understand how you're feeling all the time. Always compliments you. Always, uh, you know, gives you that honor that you desire at home. So the awareness of another person kicks in. Step two. Step three is this innocent meeting that opens door to flirting. All of a sudden, you're complimenting each other. You start maybe uh, sharing little jokes, making her laugh, or she's making you laugh. 
all of a sudden this flirtatious atmosphere starts to happen. The fourth step is meetings become intentional and planned. I remember when I was going through my little storm there, um, I would make up things just, uh, uh, work projects just so I could work with her. You start planning, you start scheming ways to spend time with each other. The fifth step is this. In a groups, in group settings, the two people linger in conversations. I remember in, in group meetings that we would have, I always tried to sit by her. It just felt comfortable. I mean, I'm going through this turmoil at home, and it, it was nice to just be able to, to sit by her. Next step, conversations lead to shared feelings. When you start speaking from your heart to this opposite sex, you do, you create, it's automatic. You start creating feelings for each other. Next step, you have isolated meanings under disguise of legitimate purpose. And fellas, I'm still going in this issue at work. This is how far I was getting. You have isolated meetings under disguise of a legitimate purpose. Then you begin, next step is you begin having isolated meetings for pleasure. You have isolated meetings for pleasure. Then we start going a little bit deeper. Your embraces become playful and friendly. Embraces become playful and friendly. And then all of a sudden, the embraces become passionate. This is the route where I realized, man, this is wrong. This is very wrong. And I stopped it right here. Because the embraces were becoming passionate. All of a sudden, it started feeling good to someone to hold me again. Then the next step, adultery happens. That's when you can't stop it anymore. And you're right in the middle of it. And then the final step is the affair is made public. Guys, an affair will come to light. It will come to light one way or another. So these 12 steps, as Brady Boyd put it, he, he took, took this to a couple of psychologists and counselors, and they said, yes, this is right. This is how it happens. So he had the stamp of approval on these 12 steps. So this is real. Now, as I was, as I share this message, I always like sharing what I feel are five steps to becoming a, pair, a fair proof. You know, we, we'll listen to this, but man, if I'm in the middle, if I'm on step five, six, seven, eight, how do I stop? Well, these are my five steps to becoming a fair proof. The very first thing is, no, you are not exempt from an affair. 
I mean, if King David, a man who's after God's own heart, can fall into this trap, then I can. And you can. So for us to, to, to sit here to, to think, no, that would never happen to me, that's your first mistake. You always have to be on guard. So just know that you are not exempt from falling into this trap. Proverbs 16, 18 says this, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit or pride before a fall. So guys, know that it can happen to you. The next step is, is this, deepen your walk with the Lord. Ephesians 6.10 says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. It's a commandment to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Because you cannot do this on your own, guys. As we talked last week, the conditions are perfect for lust to grow in your heart. You know, a couple of you are still asking about what's the condition of my Bermuda grass. And so we share text, just accountability. The next step is deepen your relationship with your spouse. Proverbs 3, 7. Oh, I'm, yes, um, likewise. No, this, I'm sorry, this is 1 Peter 3, 7. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. That's 1 Peter 3, 7. Some direction to husbands. I liked uh, the 80-20 rule that Pastor Curtis uh, preached about. I'd heard it also in another sermon Guys, a lot of times, uh, you know, we, we usually get 80% of someone in a relationship in our marriage. And, and then we look for that 20%. We'll leave the 80 for that 20%. So deepen your relationship with your spouse. Fourth, get an accountability partner. I like Hebrews uh, 10, 25, which says, not, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. <clears throat> I had a friend who went to go work in Nebraska. <clears throat> this was years ago. And uh, he wanted, his, his family was going to stay here, and he, he was going to be on a six-month project in Nebraska. And I'll never forget, as he was leaving uh, my house. He just kind of wanted prayer and, and just uh, let me know that his family will still be here if we could look after him. I said, not a problem. <clears throat> and as I was praying over him, I remember seeing an image of a red-haired, green-eyed woman as I was praying over him. And I thought, what the heck is that? And so he left. And within me, I, I knew and God was showing me to warn him. And I never said anything. Sure enough, three months into his assignment in Nebraska, he called me. He, he had an affair with a red-haired, green-eyed girl. And I felt so bad that I did not tell him. And I feel like God was trying, gave me that picture to, to warn him, to tell him. And I never said anything. So an accountability partner is very important. 
to share, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on. And then the final step was teach someone else. Proverbs 9 9, it says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will still he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. So, guys, your testimony is awesome. When you share it, when you teach other men, it reinforces you. It it it's it's just something wonderful that happens. This is why I love uh, teaching our our marriage life group. As I'm learning and studying, I'm able to. God shows me a lot of things that I can apply in my own marriage. So, teach someone else. Now I want to close with the video, but I want to say this: that if you're sitting there finding, knowing that you're in in one of the steps towards an affair I want you to, I want to tell you guys reach out to someone reach out to staff you know I it's been something as I'm going into this marriage ministry I fight with myself because of some of the past things that I did wrong and I want to I don't know where you're at I don't know you know if you're if you know a lot of us will hide things like this but I'm hoping that this message that I end with, this video, will, will help you realize that God can redeem you. God can wipe away and make things right if you give him the chance. So we'll watch this. I'm encouraging you tonight by the word of God. The Spirit says, call on God one more time. One more time we have, if we're here today, if you're here tonight, it is testimony that you have a new opportunity. You've got a fresh start right here, right now. We get to reboot. We get to do it again. We will not cure what happened in the past, for the past is irretrievable. But the future is available. One more time, we get an opportunity to be faithful to God. One more time, we get an opportunity to be honest in our dealings with one another. One more time, we get a chance to be overcomers from those things that so easily beset us. One more time, brothers and sisters, we get an opportunity to be obedient. One more time, if we fell off the wagon of sobriety, we get a chance to come out of, out of our relapse and stand as sober individuals. One more time, we get an opportunity to get over fear, to remove envy, to become sweeter and nicer. One more time, we get an opportunity to have God transform our hearts and to rid us of the meanness of this world. You see, that's all it takes. That's all it takes most of the time. Just one more time. You may have made many mistakes, but if you would just pray one more time, God will make and can make the difference in your life. For as long as there is breath in your body, it's never too late. Proverbs 24 16, the New Living Translation uh, says it this way. The godly man may trip seven times, but they will 
get up again. You made it to today. Therefore, you have a fresh start. The past is irretrievable. The future is available. You made it to this point. Your mistakes are not who you are. They are what you did. You made it to today. God still has a vision and a purpose for you. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says that he knows the thoughts that he has for us. Thoughts of prosperity and peace. Not of confusion and death. You made it to today. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you have a fresh start. One more time, you have an opportunity. For I declare to you, the best you is yet to come. God is not through with any of us yet. You made it. You made it to this moment. Therefore, by God's grace, understand this. You can make it. You can be an overcomer. No matter where you are. No matter what you've done. My encouragement to you is simply give God a chance one more time. I'm so happy that we serve a God of one more time. So I encourage you guys that if uh, you find yourself, again, deep in some of these steps, reach out to someone one more time. So let's pray. God, thank you for being the God of, of one more time. Thank you for, for this knowledge. Lord, give us a deep understanding that we may have wisdom to avoid the traps of an affair. So God, I lift each, each man up to you this morning, myself included, that we'll be aware, we can be frosty, we can be uh, focused in our families and avoid this horrendous storm of an affair. So Lord, we, we thank you and may it minister to our hearts in Jesus' name.